Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter, and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional wellbeing coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you will find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking with the incredible Lisa Ince. Lisa is a NHS worker and she has agreed to talk to me and to talk to you guys today about what life has been like over the last couple of weeks. So we want to say hello and welcome to Lisa. Hi Lisa. Hello, thank you. So nice to have you on call. How are you doing today? I am really well. Today is a day off, so days off are always good. (laughs) Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about your job role and where you work? Yeah, sure. So I'm an occupational therapist. I don't know if you know what an occupational therapist does. Basically, occupational therapists look at helping people to be as independent as they possibly can be. So for me, my role is all about well-being and quality of life. And the way that we do that is by breaking people's tasks and days down into everyday activities. So I look at how people manage things like getting from one place to the other, but also looking at how they manage their meals, how they manage their social life, how they manage everything. Something from as small as lying down in bed to sitting up to how they manage to get out and go around the shops. So that's my particular role. I work in a great team called the Urgent Community Care Team. We're over at Rochdale Infirmary and we are like a community crisis response. So it's our job to respond to referrals that are made, usually by GPs or district nurses or social workers, things like that. Um, And we will respond to them within two hours to try and keep people at home. So people that are medically unwell, we try and avoid going to A&E, try and avoid hospital, try and treat them at home. So with medicines or IV antibiotics and with therapy, we provide rehab at home, um, all those sorts of things. So a lot of it is about assessing how safe we feel someone is to be at home, whether they're able to stay at home and then providing the treatment that they need to keep them at home and just to bridge that gap until they're well again really. That sounds amazing. So what age range do you currently work with? So anyone over the age of 18, it generally gets to people sort of over the age of 60 or 70, mainly because obviously as you get older you have more complex medical needs, but it can be people in their 30s or 40s or 50s who have conditions like MS or arthritis or anybody who is medically compromised and then becomes unwell sort of get quite often gets into a crisis point where they're just really struggling to manage at home. Mm-hmm. Okay so typically what was a day in the life like for you before coronavirus? Our service works seven days a week, eight in the morning to late at night. 
and the majority of us work long days so we start at eight always with a brew obviously and then we do what we call a virtual ward round where we discuss all the patients that are currently on our caseload and then we plan our work for the day and then we go out and see the patients that need jobs doing need seeing on a daily basis in the midst of all of that we take referrals. So we have no idea when referrals will come in. It never follows any patterns with times or days or anything like that. It's just come when they come. And we just send out the appropriate person. So our team is made up of lots of different professionals. We have a doctor, we have some advanced practitioners, we have nurses, we have physiotherapists, occupational therapists, and we have a great pharmacy team too. And we have really good links with social services and carers for ourselves as well. So um, what we do is we take a referral and then we decide who the best person is to go and see that person, send them out and do whatever is needed with that person. So days always look different. You know, they always start the same, but they never end up the same. You, you know, you could be anywhere doing anything. I've been at work at 11 o'clock at night before just because that's the way the cookie crumbles, really. So that's what a typical day looks like, even though there isn't really a typical day. Sure. So how has that changed then since the outbreak of coronavirus for you personally and for your team? What's been different and how have you managed that? I think because of the nature of our work, it hasn't changed that much, actually. We are just as busy as we ever have been. Obviously, the people that we're seeing are presenting differently. So the people that we might usually have had who are getting a urine infection or a chest infection, they're not really coming through at the moment. It is generally people either with COVID type symptoms or with other, other problems that have just reached a crisis point. We are constantly adapting. You know, what management are telling us to do every day is changing. But that's to be expected with, you know, what the new information that comes out and new guidelines all the time. Everything changes because we've never come across something like this before. We are responding for other teams. So some teams are trying their best to cut non-essential work out because they are doing that. That leaves a bit of a gap in some places. So we're responding for them. Other things like um, new services are being set up all the time to try and help clear hospital beds. At the moment, there's a fast track out of hospital to try and support people at home. So they might refer to us and we'll go and help them. Really, it's just sort of managing everything that's thrown at you every day and just trying to be adaptable to it all. But like I say, the brunt of our work hasn't really changed because of the nature of crisis response, really. Absolutely. So it sounds like you are absolutely on the front line doing the very best that you can. How do you keep yourself motivated? Motivation is really easy when you've got a really busy day. When you've got loads of people planned in your diary to go out and see, or when you've got loads of referrals coming in, you literally just have to move from one to the other to the other. We work on a day-to-day -day basis, so you literally just steam through and get all your work done for the day. Make sure that everybody um, has been seen and try not to leave anything for the staff that are coming on tomorrow, I suppose. It can be a little bit harder to motivate yourself when things are a little bit quieter but there's always lots to do. There's always mandatory training to do. Uh, there's always paperwork to do. There's always notes to do. I'm not the best at motivating myself on quiet days, 
but you just do what needs to be done. You, you work mm-hmm. your way through your jobs list. You have, you know, we have a great time as a team. Obviously, with social distancing, we're having to separate a little bit more as a team and people are working from home where they can. Unfortunately, I work way too far away from home to come home and sit and have a brew while we're waiting for referrals. But they'll kill me for saying that. But we just, we have such a laugh as well. NHS humour is crazy. Um, (laughs) It's quite quite dark. We'll have a laugh and a joke as a team and and we'll all find it really funny. And then I'll pull the same joke with a group of friends that don't work in the NHS and they're all like... (gasps) Um, I can't believe you just said that Um, but I think you have to in the NHS to get by you have to have a good sense of humour and a bit bit of a sarcastic sick sense of humour in a in a way really Um, and I think that that really helps us with with the days keeping Mm -hmm. going and and keeping morale up really as a team because it's it is there's no doubt about it is hard at the moment to keep morale up Mm -hmm. so what do your family think about you kind of going out every day are they worried about you are they scared like what's kind of the feeling personally for you guys as a family in this time personally as a family we are not afraid we have you know we have a really strong faith and I am not afraid of COVID in any way shape or form and I am bringing my girls up to let them know that we have we have nothing to fear absolutely nothing to fear my husband is still working as well he works in a warehouse so he's doing early morning so we are we're trying to keep you know life as as normal as it possibly can be for us you know people are afraid people are worried about what might come what might be what might not be but in our house we are not afraid wow that is so great that you have that resolve and that strength and that your faith helps you with that Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be in a completely different place if I didn't have my faith. Wow. So what does your faith give you then? Like, how can you describe that to people who maybe are listening or watching and they don't have faith and they are really fearful and they are really scared about the situation that we've all just found ourselves in? Yeah. Oh, it's a scary time, isn't it? Like, you know, the news doesn't help, even though they're, you know, more or less reporting what, what is true you know some true facts don't always mount up to the full story do they and that can be really uh, it can be a really anxious time for people and know that my faith gives me peace my faith gives me protection my faith gives us joy when things are sort of crumbling down around us and I'm not saying it's not difficult because it is you know it, it doesn't all just come naturally but I think the biggest things that I have noticed about my faith in this season is that we are protected and that we have complete peace about it all. That is amazing. That's so positive to hear. What messages would you give to us that are staying home and actually now beginning to find it a bit boring and kind of think, Mm. oh, it'd be okay to just go and visit a friend and, you know, getting complacent here. Yes. (laughs) What would you say to us listening and, and watching now? People are getting completely complacent, aren't they? I was out uh, the other day and, you know, 
it's not about judging people because you have no idea what all these people going past in their cars are doing you you just don't you don't have a clue you can't judge them um but it doesn't look like essential travel there are so many cars on the road in this week just being at work in the than comparing it to two weeks previously so really i think the message of staying at home is just as applicable as it was three weeks ago and know it's hard you know we're blessed to have a really tiny small yard but i've never been more grateful for it in my whole life living in a position of gratefulness really helps i did see a quote the other day that said that coming out of isolation now is like stopping a course of antibiotics halfway through because you're starting to feel better and i was like that is a really great analogy so many people i know do that oh i'm starting to feel better now so i'm gonna stop at day four of my antibiotics and then by the week after they've got a chest infection again you know even though you are better you still need to take that full course until after and that's exactly the same with how things are at the moment please try and minimize your contacts the more places you go the more people you see the more things you touch the more at risk you are and the more you put people at risk because we forget that you can be infectious for 14 days before you even know that you've got it so it is really about minimizing your contacts as much as you possibly can and we do need to keep going and we do need to follow government guidelines whether we feel they're particularly truthful or relevant or not it's still our duty to follow them isn't it yeah absolutely thanks so much for that really loads of wisdom in there as to what we can take hold of so gratitude is something that you just mentioned and you know i love the idea of gratitude kind of really helping with mental health helping your mental health helping your well-being any other enlightenment around that for you anything else that you would say for us about gratitude and and how we can be grateful within this time yeah sure it's to it's totally a mindset isn't it and a frame of mind where you choose to go you know your mind is so powerful and you can choose your feelings even though it's really hard and something that you know i've really struggled with and it takes a lot of practice but you you can choose the way you want to be sometimes you have to stop a minute and you know take a deep breath and count to 10 but you can absolutely choose your reactions to things and i think that starting out in a morning with a grateful heart for me my mornings generally look like spending an hour sitting journaling and reading my bible and stuff but i find that starting the morning with just a thought of what i am thankful for and you know what it doesn't have to be big material things i am thankful that my family are under one roof i am thankful and um, that we are healthy that i have woken up today i am thankful that i am alive today i am thankful that the rain provides water for the flowers i am thankful that we have food in our fridge if you think about all the things you have to be thankful for you'll never run out of things to say you could just keep going all day i you know i am thankful to live where i live i am thankful to have a roof over my head i am thankful that we are warm i like to go on mission a lot with church and i've spent some time in moldova and romania and that really changed the way that i saw so many things um people who don't have windows don't have electricity don't have running water you know the the basics that we have to be thankful for is 
insane and all you have to do is start looking for them and sometimes it can be really hard to find them if you feel like you're in the pit of a valley and you have no idea where you're going or what you're doing and everything looks really dark but once you start to look for them you'll see them you'll see them everywhere and then the more you do it the better you get at it and the more it becomes part of your life and the more it becomes part of how you feel naturally I think practice Mm. makes perfect doesn't it I love that yeah so practicing gratitude makes you a more grateful and more thankful person and actually more of a happy person I can imagine oh yeah for sure because you start to shift your focus onto the things that you have to be grateful for and not on the things that you know dwelling on the things that you wish were different Mm. So good, Lisa. Thank you so much for that. It's really inspiring. Obviously, this coronavirus outbreak has taken place, and I'm sure there's lots of people out there who are reevaluating their lives and going, you know, what is it that I really want to do in my life once this is over? And, and how am I going to be different? And what am I going to do differently? Is there anything that you've taken so far? from the outbreak that you think actually going forward now I'm going to do this differently is there anything that you kind of thought about and, and that you're going to take forward just because of the situation that you found yourself in I think rest is a really good one isn't it I think that um what, what I've learned about myself is that actually I'm really good at being lazy really good at it I work full-time over three days I have two kids and a husband and a crazy dog and all the things that come with that. We are members of a really active church, so I have loads of stuff that goes on with that as well. So sometimes life can be a little bit overwhelming and I need rest. I've realised that I need rest to be the person I'm supposed to be, to be in a happy place, to be the most productive Because sometimes you can run around doing all the urgent stuff and never get to the important stuff. And actually, you know, that's just as important as the things that need your attention right now. Saying no, I'm learning to say no a lot. Prior to COVID, um, that's always been a lesson. You know, you've got to choose what, what is right for you and what is right for your family and what is right for your time and decide whether all the invitations you're getting given are worthy of your attention. Because some of them aren't, some of them will manage without you, and you really need to prioritise rest and relaxation and doing whatever it is that helps you to relax into your lifestyle so that you can keep well, so that you can have a good quality of life for a long period of time and not burn yourself out. Wow, that is just amazing. So prioritising rest is key, and that's something that you're going to take forward post this outbreak i love that lisa thank you so is there anything else that you want to say before we end this interview today i've really enjoyed listening to your story i've really enjoyed finding out a little bit more about life on the front line but is there anything else you want to say to end this conversation i just think i'm really proud of everybody in the nhs i'm really proud of our team especially over at rochdale Um, I'm really proud of the communities and the way they've pulled together. People have been sending us pictures and cakes and kids have sent their pocket money in. And, you know, like as NHS staff, this is it's like this is not new. I know COVID is new, but NHS staff just roll the sleeves up and they crack on with it because that's what we're here to do. But the appreciation for for the NHS and the way it works has been it's been crazy. 
um, but beautiful. And I think the ways and together as communities, I've never talked to my neighbours more and everybody's smiling and pray that that stays because we'll be so much better moving forward from it. We have a lot to learn from, um, from COVID. And although it is hard, whatever we are learning in this time, we can a much better people and communities and nations out of it on the other side, I think. Brilliant. I love that. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been an absolute pleasure to listen to you and we'll be taking a lot of things away from this conversation. I love what you said about gratitude. I love what you said about rest. I love what you said about staying home and how important that is in terms of an antibiotics course. I think your words are going to be so welcomed by so many people listening to this. So thank you so much for your time on your day off. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you are more than welcome it's been a pleasure on the podcast we cover a range of sensitive topics and perspectives some of the points raised in this episode you may strongly agree with or strongly disagree with i want to know who you are and what you think last season we had so many downloads but we don't know who you are i want to get to know you i really want to hear your thoughts and continue the conversation and that's why i've created a brand new facebook group you can find the link to the group in the podcast description or you can search for lily joe presents eavesdrop on facebook i am so excited to get to know you i will see you in the group Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilyjoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. See you next time.